combing through 30 plus years of highs and lows, the twists and turns, and those classic bazooka swerves. This is the Strictly Sonic Show with CD-ROM 1019. On today's episode, Sonic Chaos. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Strictly Sonic Show. It's me, your host, your boy, that dude with the Chaos Emerald CD-ROM 1019. And baby, I was born this way. Ooh, sorry I'm late today. Had a bit of a, uh, a bit of a hard uh, last minute, not last minute, hard call for my uh, for uh, my last appointment at work, and uh, I was woefully unprepared uh, because instead of preparing for the show, I decided to try and play a little bit about the game to familiarize myself with it. So apologies. I think we're all set now, and I also had to do a little bit of digging to find the music because it seems to be mysteriously missing from the content archive. So, uh, hey, playlist manager, Nick, (laughs) got a job for you, bro. All right, discussions for later. Uh, But, uh, hey, hello, we're covering Sonic Chaos today, and if you've never played the game before, uh, well, you know, you're not entirely out of luck, or you're not just the only one because uh, I've barely played any of it myself. In fact, I'm pretty sure I hadn't played any of it until today, the remake totally aside. Uh, So, also, also, if um, you were hoping for some 16-bits today, keep dreaming, because those aren't here. (laughs) It's going to be an entirely 8-bit show today, so if that's your jam, fantastical. So I hope everyone's all rested and recovered from last year's 4-hour cluster screw that was the Sonic CD OSTs. Uh, and we'll have a lighter and more laid-back show today. I hope I can find a little bit of trivia about the game, too, and we'll get your views and opinions on the game. Did you know, for example, that this is one of those few Sonic games that had a release on the Master System and then a few months later had a release on the Game Gear? Yeah, strange, right? You would think that uh, after three years into developing Sega Genesis games and then a game for the Sega CD, they'd stop making one for the Master System. Uh, But the Game Gear, I guess, was still kind of going on for a while then. I mean, we still haven't even gotten to Sonic Drift yet. So, there's that. Music. All right, I'm looking into... Oh, cool, I think everything is in sequential order today. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, uh, I hope you guys weren't hoping for a massively long show because the bulk of these tracks are, like, super short. Uh, so, if you're hoping for a quick one and done today, I guess you got it. Um, there are a few tracks in this directory that have the Master System version. I don't quite know how the Master System version 
of the track differentiated from the Game Gear version, but I guess in some way they did, so that's a thing. Alright, yeah, gonna be a short show today, so I guess let's kick things off. So, the year is now still 1993. You've just finished your playthrough of Sonic CD and crave more, but luckily, a month later, or two, depending on... No, wait, was Sonic CD June? I think Sonic CD was June. Months down the road, you got... <laughs> double releases of the same Sonic game, one for the Master System, one for the Genesis, with the exact same content. And when you pop the cartridge into your respective system, you're met with a couple of music choices that went a little something like a this.
for four of the many super short songs that we have on this OST today. So yeah, strap yourselves in. It's not going to be a very uh, exuberant show today. Uh, let me clear a few of these from the song list. Alright, so in case you're wondering what it was you just heard, in this order, you heard the title screen for Sonic Chaos, which went into the character selection screen, it went into the zone intro, and then the first level of the game, Turquoise Hill Zone. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to really say or consider about this game. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a bad game by any means, but it wasn't really panned by critics. It was, uh, known to be a very simplistic Sonic game, it was probably considered one of the easiest ones, too, and after playing it earlier today, I think I'd have to agree, there's a very light amount of enemies, and the stages are littered with coin boxes, uh, which is as needed because of the mechanic of the game. For example, did you know that the game follows the plot of Eggman uh, trying to utilize the Chaos Emeralds to take over the world? Shocker. And uh, Sonic has to get them back. There are only five Chaos Emeralds in Sonic Chaos to retain. And did you also know that there are no goalposts in this game? There are no signposts or checkpoints. To get to the special zone, you must collect 100 coins. Or 100 rings, sorry. You must collect 100 rings to get to the special zone. And then each special zone is also vastly different. Uh, and upon collecting the five Chaos Emeralds, you get a better ending than regularly going through the game. And also, collecting a Chaos Emerald counts as a zone clear. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Uh, let's look into some comments here. Resident SD saying, uh, in, in terms, in regards to the remake, which, uh, if you haven't played the fan remake of Sonic Chaos, the, uh, Turquoise Hill demo, uh, you should absolutely do that. It's exactly like Sonic Mania, only not. So it's uh, pretty cool. He really hopes this game is a finished, and more importantly, the soundtrack gets released in full. Yeah, it's um, I don't think it's finished. Uh, the last update anybody's heard about was uh, that they fixed some stuff in Turquoise Hill, and uh, I tried looking for some updates today, and it seems to have fallen off the radar. So sad times. Hoping that gets fixed. At least the soundtrack with two different versions of tracks is a little shorter than last week. Oh, not a little. <laughs> I'll be hard-pressed to run this show up to an hour today. Um, Master System games were selling all right in Europe still at the time, though, so they kept them coming. Uh, okay, uh, it makes sense, I I guess. Doesn't really uh, encourage people to buy new hardware, but, you know, I don't get paid to make those kind of decisions. Uh, Hugo, President SD goes on to say, I was still getting Master System games in the early days of the Mega Drive ownership because the Master System Converter... Oh, because of the Master System Converter. So, yeah, interesting thing about that. I've been told that the Game Gear is backwards compatible to the Master System uh, through the use of a converter. Ain't that some crap? That's a, a neat factoid, right? That you can play Game Gear games on the... Uh, no, you can play Master System games on the Game Gear. Uh, why, though? <laughs> I don't understand why anyone would want to do that because the Master System was coded and designed to work in a higher resolution. The Game Gears is much smaller. I'm sure there's some sort of reason to do that. I just can't dis I can't understand for the life of me why. And finally, Resident SD says, Sonic Chaos, the 8-bit game where the devs decided, who cares about frame rates, and just pack the effects in, and they never look back. Yes, 
true. Uh, also one of those Sonic games that included the Sonic peel-out. Uh, so I think, um... I believe the three games that included the peel-out and never brought it back were... Sonic CD, uh, Sonic Chaos, and Sonic Triple Trouble. <laughs> Not the most portable solution at all. Um... Resident SD says, I wanted this game so bad as a kid, I remember seeing it in Toys R Us back in the day, but never got to own it. Uh, I don't believe you're missing much. Uh, from what a lot, what I'm reading around the wikis is that, uh, Sonic Chaos was super simplistic, did not have a lot of quality over content, and, um, was just superseded by, uh, Sonic Triple Trouble, from the sound of it, so, yeah, that was a thing. Alright. Let's uh, take a listen to our next zone here. Gigopolis, and I'm through. you two more tracks. Here's Gigaopolis, the Game Gear version, followed by the Master System version. What's the difference? I don't know! Let's see if we can find it.
short tracks. Gotta love short tracks. Uh, a quick apology I think I owe to everybody that's trying to look at the website. Uh, I think my... I think my metadata for Autocast got borked, so I'm gonna try and fix that really quick. I don't know what happened there. Okay, that goes there, right? <laughs> Live troubleshooting with CD Rump Uh, let's see. I don't know if that's going to kick back in without me restarting the show, so hopefully that fixes. I don't know what happened. I didn't even touch it. It just forked. All right. So, uh, yeah. So what you just heard was Gigopolis, uh, the Game Gear version, followed by the Master System version. Apparently two vastly different songs. So there's that. Uh, Resident is saying I should play Triple Troubles. There's a fan Master System version. It's supposed to be a really good game. So, um, my co-host from, uh, Chaos Control Center, uh, Black Double X, says that Triple Trouble was his favorite, uh, classic game, believe it or not. Um, I don't know if he means that entirely or if he means, and that's probably been eclipsed by Sonic Mania now, but he used to say that about, uh, the Game Gear title, Sonic Triple Trouble. Um, he liked that it was difficult. Uh, I didn't play a whole lot of it, but I would, uh, I would like to try that too. Um, if there's a remake on the Master System, I should see what that looks like and how it's different. Ah, so, let's see. Resident SD found, okay, update everybody. Resident SD found uh, an update from, uh, Son of a Glitch on Twitter. The Sonic Chaos remake is still very much in production, but we will not be at stage this year. I want to give you a finished version. This will not be anytime soon. Wanted to show you the sneakiest of views. All right, well, sad news, but uh, if any, if they have anything going for them, it's that Sonic Chaos is a massively small game. So there are only like what six stages and five special stages. So I don't think it'll take them forever to for them to finish that one. But uh, I don't know. It's the only thing they got going for them. It does look like they're working on various zones though. So th there's that. Alright, TCB chiming to say, mulling it over, the whole deal over the abundance of rings and needing a hundred of them to enter the special stage sounds like a mechanic for a future Sonic game, a la the coins in NSMB2. Like, having rings actually play more into the story and gameplay mechanics. Yes, it, it certainly feels that way. When you play the game, uh, the game feels like it's more Chaos Emerald focused than the other games are. Uh, like, the primary gimmick to the game is, hey, you really, like... In the other games, it's like, hey, you see these? You want them. And in this game, it's more like, hey, you see these? You really, really want them. So, yeah, it feels kind of more like that. I always keep forgetting that uh, Sonic Triple Trouble saw the introduction of uh, Fang the Sniper, or Knack the Weasel, if you're a comic fan. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's neat stuff. Alright, nothing to say, not a lot to do, so much time is so little to do, so I say we keep moving forward. Next up, Sleeping Egg Zone. Let me throw a bumper in here, just for show sake. 
Sleep in Egg Zone coming up. Stay tuned. Nine years in the making. This is the Strictly Sonic Show, only on Radio Sega. So, uh, that was uh, a couple things. That was the uh, Sleeping Egg Zone, and just to keep things moving along here, I threw in the boss 
track and as well as the act pass jingle because there are a lot of very short jingles in this OST. In fact, it seems to comprise most of the OST, so that's going to be a thing. Uh, let me clear some of these. Uh, act pass. Okay. Having fun yet, anybody? <laughs> uh... Like I said, I, I, I feel like I'm starting to say this every week, um, but for shows like these, I sincerely apologize. The the um, the nature of the show means that we're going to have weeks like this, where there were very small games, but um, as the show goes forward, there's going to be very less of these, uh, because, you know, when Sonic was... Uh, for, in the early days of Sonic, the original games were really short or on small cartridges, so once we get through the bulk of the Game Gear games, uh, it's, you know, everything else is going to run through like it should. Um, but then, you know, there's those times where we get points like Sonic CD, so we're going to have to see where um, the rest of the show takes us, but uh, for those of you that want really short and to the point podcasts, well, I guess this is for you. Supersonic Swag is chiming in to say I never actually played Sonic Chaos. The only Sonic Game Gear title I played is Triple Trouble. Yes, that is a common theme I'm picking up. Um, a lot of people say that. Uh, well, I guess just be here when we cover Triple Trouble, which is uh, going to be in a few weeks, it looks like. We'll have a discussion about what next week's show topic is going to be uh, after we get through the bulk of this soundtrack. Um, let's cover a little bit of trivia, I guess, just to kind of keep... Uh, things a little interesting. Did you know that there is a cut song from the Sonic uh, Chaos OST? Uh, it was to be used in Sonic Chaos, but it would go on to be used in Sonic Triple Trouble for the boss of Sunset Park. Also, in the June 30th, 1993 prototype, Aqua Planet, Sleeping Egg, Electric Egg, and the special stages all had totally different music. Some of the tracks that are still there, such as Turquoise Hill and the boss theme, sound somewhat different as well. So it sounds like the the music for this game went through uh, a number of reiterations. Originally, the Sega Master System version was only recent released in Brazil and Europe. Ha! Get wrecked, U.S. No, don't, please. Um, the game's prototypes are internally referred to as Sonic the Hedgehog 3, uh, to as Sonic the Hedgehog 3, as Sonic Chaos is the third major game for the 8-bit systems. Um... And interestingly, the June 30th, 93 prototype title screen is Sonic Chaos, or... And this was a working title that I kind of wish would have stuck. Ready for it? Sonic and Tails! Yes! One of the prototype working title names for this game was going to be Sonic and Tails! Which poor Tails never got, instead they shifted it over to Knuckles! Suggesting that there were two... That... These were the two final tentative titles that would later be picked by their retros respective regions, US, EU, and Japan. So there's that. What the hell else was I thinking about telling you? Um, oh, yeah, so um, did you also know that Sonic Chaos Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 for Master System and Game Gear were not developed internally by Se uh, Sonic Team. These titles... I'm going to have to pull it up again because I forgot what 
these three and also Triple Trouble, I believe, these titles were developed by the now-defunct company Aspect Co. So, hey, if you didn't know that, there's some interesting lore for you. Aspect Co., now defunct, I think uh, went out of business in 2018, were responsible for the Game Gear and uh, Master System Sonic titles, to which Sonic Chaos was the first original Sonic game for the Game Gear. And by original, that means that Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 for the Game Gear and Master System were simply ports, or considered ports, of the initial Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 for Mega Drive. So, Sonic Chaos was the first considered original title, original Sonic game, developed by another company. That does it for another edition of Bet You Didn't Know. Okay, so, that's the wrong button. Let's move on. I didn't get this far in my playthrough. Next zone is Mecha Green Hill Zone. I wonder how this sounds. Let's take a listen.
All right, welcome back, welcome back. So, you're wondering what you just listened to. That was Mecca Green Hill Zone, which uh, uh, surprisingly had even more kind of like run-up references to uh, Sonic You Can't Do Anything. Even Twinny pointed that out in the chat, and there's that You Can Do Anything reference. Uh, kind of interesting to hear that. It kind of sounded like Sonic You Can Do Anything, but inverted. Uh, neat, though. Uh, and then I also played for you the special stage intro, the special stage music, and, uh, the finished special stage jingle. Alright, how much of this we got left? It looks like a lot, but it's really not. Um. Also, Resident SD chimed in to correct me, uh, my mistake. Sonic 1 was not developed by, uh, by, uh, Aspect Co. It was developed by Ancient. So, thank you for the direction there and um let's keep things moving right along next up appears to be aqua planet zone and there are two versions of this track what do they sound like well glad you asked let's have a listen of Sonic the Hedgehog. You're listening to The Strictly Sonic Show.
right, throwing a lot at you there, so let's recap. Uh, so, what you heard was both the Game Gear version and the Master System version of Aqua Planet Zone. Did you catch the difference in the tracks? Good! Neither did I! <laughs> I couldn't tell you what's different about those. Uh, followed by Special Stage 2, and I threw in the Invincibility, Rocket Juice, and Speed Up Jingles uh, to keep things moving here. So, um, just a little update. There are three more songs in this OST that are over a minute long. Everything else appears to be a bunch of jingles. So, we're going to keep uh, going through this, but before I do, uh, let's talk a little bit more trivia. Did you know that in the U.S. version of the game, the Gigapolis Zone was changed to Gigapolis Zone? This could be due to the fact that some children might read the name as Gigalopolis Zone. That, that's, that's what it says. However, it's odd that the Master System version also calls this level Giga, Gigalopolis Zone, so the name might be changed due to a different font used in the U.S. European Game Gear version compared to others. Uh, each version has a different stage intro. The Master System version has a red border with a white arrow, yellow center, and a blue border, a blue border with a white arrow with the text in the light blue. The Japanese Game Gear version has a red, white, and blue jagged border with the text having a gradient. While the U.S. European Game Gear version is similar to the other Game Gear version, except the text had a different font in light blue and the act number is removed. Uh, this is the first 8-bit Sonic game, as in Game Gear and Master System, where the player can play as Tails the Fox. And did you know that in the first special stage, where Sonic flies through the sky using rocket boots, the large ring spell Shima, Ray, and 500... These are the names of the game's designers, M. Shima, Rei, and Tadashi Ihorai, credited as 500ZO in the game's end credits. You ever notice that the like classic Sonic uh, game credits have really odd names in them? I guess all the guys wanted to be known as like aliases or something. Wish I could ask people about that sometime. Alright, a lot coming up here. Uh, I'm gonna run through... Yeah, I'll just keep running through these in order. Alright, next up is Electric Egg, and then I'm gonna run that straight into the final act with the final boss, followed by the boss complete jingle. Uh, and then, uh, I've got another couple songs here, and then a bunch of jingles, which I'm probably just gonna run straight through. So, yeah, short show, but, uh, we might just squeeze an hour out of this OST, so let's see how this goes. Alright, stick around, a little bit more coming up here on the Strictly Sonic Show.
All right, a lot happening there. All right, so following Electric Egg Zone, that was the final act, the final boss, and the boss completion celebration music. And that's the bulk of the OST. There is a couple more tracks here. Uh, let me just uh, clear out the list here. So the last remaining songs that are over two minutes long are one called Unknown 2 in credits. <laughs> so, um, nobody's really kind of giving me anything to talk about here, so, um, I guess we might just move on to playing them. I think I've exhausted all the trivia I can find about the game. So, yeah, let's, uh, we're gonna get an hour out of this show after all. Alright, let's, uh, Alright, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna play the unknown tracks and then I think I'm gonna run through the rest of the jingles. Did I play speed up already? I did play speed up already. Okay, let me get rid of that one. Cool. And then uh one, two, three, four, yeah. And then the ending and the credits. Okay. Alright, let's play through the remaining bit of this OST here, and then we'll say our goodbyes and get ready for next week's show. Here we go.
And there you have it, everybody. Just under an hour since we started the show, and that is the entirety of the Sonic Chaos OST. Nice little short listen and a short trip down memory lane for a classic, a Game Gear and Master System classic. All right, let's talk briefly about what's coming up next week. Uh, the next foray into the Sonic franchise chronologically is Sonic Spinball being released November 14th, 1993. That will be, I think that one will be particularly fun because the music in that song, last I remember, is actually pretty sweet. It's kind of got a really, when you listen to it, it's got this really harsh 16-bit tone to it, uh, but it's um, it's a very hard game that I don't think a lot of people ever finished, but uh, the music in it was pretty sweet, so that will be coming up next week. So if you love Pinball and you love Sonic, make sure you're here for this 16-bit and I believe also 8-bit classic. Uh... That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for listening. As always, I've been your host, That Dude with the Chaos Emerald, see you here on 1019. Uh, and I'm saying to you, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, goodbye, wherever the hell you are on Earth. Make sure it's a freaking good one. I'll see you next week, Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for some more trips through Sonic Lane. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.